0: Greetings and welcome to the Golf Betting System Podcast 177. This is our 2021 Wyndham Championship and Kazoo Classic Tips and Selections Podcast. Paul Williams and Barry O'Hanrahan join me, Steve Bamford, to discuss this week's PGA and European Tour golf action. Good morning, gents. Morning, chaps. Morning, guys. Uh, This podcast is for listeners of 18 and above. Please be gamble aware. You can visit begambleaware.org for more info. And, of course, please bet responsibly. Visit our world famous golf betting system website with our in depth betting previews. Masses of tournament statistics and our predictor models, all available completely free of charge with no paywall. Please subscribe to this podcast and drive the popularity of the show. We are available on social media on Twitter. Paul is at golf betting. Barry is at a good talk golf. I am at Bamford golf. You can join our golf betting system Facebook group. The link is available in the description box. Plus, look out for the Steve Bamford golf YouTube channel why I present the Golf Betting Show every week. Please subscribe and like the shows. Now, you guys as listeners power this podcast, so we need your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. As ever, for those of you who leave a review, I will read them out at the start of a future show. Leave your name and where you are in the review. Now, Gavin from Belfast has had the... um, Well, he's been very kind and he's left us a five-star review. Its title is the number one golf podcast around five stars. Dear Steve, Paul, and Barry, that's what I like a a very a, a very grammatically correct start to a to a five star review. Thank you for continuing to produce such amazing free golf content every week. I've been a follower of your content for several years, and since COVID, you've become part of my daily midweek life. So thank you. Each pod is filled with great insights, strokes, gain stats, and general crack. I've never had as many winners this season. Good luck to this guy. Already, and we've still many more weeks to come, exclamation mark, from Sink and Catlin to Higo and Cam Smith. And a special shout out to Barry for constantly reminding us to keep back in shamey power. Keep up the good work, lads. And happy betting. That is from Gavin L ninety three, and Gavin is in Belfast. Thank you, Gavin.
1: Yeah, thanks, Gavin. Some some lovely words there. So thanks and uh, congrats on all the winners. Um, Certainly picking out more than uh, more than we are lately. So uh, so well done on that.
2: Yeah, his GBS filters are on. uh, They're on good. Yeah, we well. must,
1: must just be using mine and Steve's tips to um, to filter down the fit, filter down the field each week. <laughs> what they do is
0: them. they listen to who we like, and clearly you can put a line through those. Yeah, uh, and it just helps to bring the numbers down. Although yeah. when you do listen back to pods, we often mention players haven't backed them and they win, so <laughs> there's, there's a lot of that goes on as well. Um, so, keep those reviews coming. I know that we've disappeared for a couple of weeks. It basically, it's, it's holiday va- uh, vacation kind of period over here in the UK. You can tell because it's raining virtually every day. It's August. So, um, it's holiday times. So, uh, we're, we're off doing our various things. So, um, I know Paul's going to be disappearing soon on his uh, vacation if you're in North America. So, just bear with us. But... Um, we will produce podcasts as and when, and as we go uh, more into the latest stages of the FedEx playoffs, and especially into what we classify as the fall series, autumn, we'll be back on the regular weekly golf betting system podcast trail. Right? Um, it's not every week that you get a situation where Abraham in answer wins a world golf championship, and Eric van Rooyen. Wins a PGA Tour event, but that's exactly what we had last week. Um, I believe answer, um, if my intro's correct from what I wrote yesterday, was as big as forty-five to one to win that WGC in Memphis. Yeah, well, there's a little bit of
1: fifties, yeah, early doors of the fifties. Yeah. Ebr, a EBR was tickets. a
0: six. EVR sixty-six to one with Bet three six five mm. on Monday to win the Barracuda. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah, and uh, you know, answer had shown a bit at the Olympics as well. Was he fourteenth? I think he was something, something in that kind of bracket at the Olympics the week before. Fourth at the um, Travelers, wasn't it? A few weeks before that as well. So uh, you know, it's not not as if it was completely off the uh, off the charts, for answer, But even so, that's a big old first victory to get under your belt at WGC. So, uh, so good stuff from him. But it was another one of those weeks, wasn't it? Where everyone was just collapsing as the uh, finish line was in sight and uh, he was there to eventually pick up the pieces as everyone else tailed off. A few burnt fingers last week I must say.
0: It was a straight, yeah, I mean, there weren't many of the elite players getting involved, were there? No. Clearly, Chambo was seriously in the hunt. He yeah, had Harris English winning, you know, leading from Thursday onwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he got to twenty under, didn't he? That's the situation, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. just completely fell away coming down the stretch.
1: Yeah, there was there were plenty there. I mean, there were a lot of people on uh, Harris English, and uh, a lot of people who would have been close to counting their money at one point when he hit twenty under. But uh, but yeah, couldn't couldn't keep it going. Bryson was there at the start of the final round, but he tailed off. Um, Cam Smith as well. He had a great chance to win it, but um, but uh, yeah, he couldn't. Uh, couldn't keep it going either. I, I was close to putting Cam Smith up last week because he'd, uh, he'd shown some decent long-form game at the Olympics, which isn't really like him. But um in a way, I'm glad I didn't because I'd have been sorely disappointed that he didn't capitalise on the position that he found himself in as well. Um I was, I was on Daniel Berger, and whilst Berger wasn't in the same kind of position as the other guys, when you look back, he bogeyed 14 and 15. He made a par at the easy par 5, 16. And, and had he played those par par one under, which is quite reasonable, then he'd got the 17 under and won the tournament. But yeah, yeah, it doesn't work like that, does it?
2: Smith was. I'd love to know what was going on with the hitting driver on the 18th. It's The commentators picked up on it, and everybody seemed to be flying through the ferry, even with Three Woods. It just. Um, Seemed to be taking him, you know, unless he hit a perfect shot, he was taken out of um contention. I mean, look, I mean, I guess maybe the thing is, he was just going for the win and he said, if I if I nail this driver, I will flip wedge in and uh, that's a great chance for a birdie. So, I mean, maybe no regrets on his part, yeah, but uh, yeah, I would have stung if you were on him for sure,
1: yeah. Yeah, there was a lot, lot of chances, but no fair play to to answer. That's a, a huge win for him, isn't it? So um, that puts him, uh, puts him right, right where he wants to be with his first win on the board and uh, You know when you back. look
0: at a, you know when you look at development of players, especially players that up until their first win have had a history of close calls and not getting over the line. The one thing with answer was, do you remember back at Quail Hollow where he? Finished like an absolute train to put Rory McElroy under pressure at that Wells Fargo. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: You just think, men- mentally, that might have been a stepping stone. Well, you know, I can mix it. I can finish strongly. And you know, and he he hang on, he hung on, didn't he? I'm just looking at the um, Ryder Cup qualifiers at the moment. I mean, the top six for the USA are obvious. I'll go from seven. Spieth's at seven. English now at eight. I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter saying Harris English is likely to be in the American team and he's a kind of doing this on the back nine. Um, people not being particularly kind for English, but you can't say the guy's been playing some of that. Brilliant golf. Um, Reed at nine, Berger at ten, Cantley at eleven, and Finau at twelve. Bearing in mind he gets six captain's picks, doesn't he? So um Outside of those top 12, Simpson at 13, coming into Webb Simpson Wyndham Championship Week. Scotty Scheffler, who always seems to be there or thereabouts at 14. And then we're down to the likes of Cokerag, Horschel, Sam Burns, who's playing some outstanding stuff, and Phil Mickelson at 18. How do you think that's all going to wash out, Ian? Do you think Mickelson get to pick? I mean, literally, he's had one good tournament. I know he won yeah. a major, clearly.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, I'd be surprised if it ends up being really quite close to the top 12 who actually get into those positions. and yeah, Whether Phil gets that spot, I, I don't know. It doesn't feel, feel a bit more like he should be one of the uh, vice captains and giving some support and experience rather than, rather than being in the team with a bunch of young bucks and. Uh, I don't know. I
2: don't know. Do, you th- do you think Fino's in a bit of trouble? Been well, a I was going to st- ask,
0: because you're the Tony Finau uh, whisperer, aren't you, Barry? I mean, what's happened to him?
2: I don't know. I don't know, Steve. I mean, you're the one with the love-hate relationship with him. You know, that's probably more passionate than mine. You know?
0: <laughs> I don't know about much love.
2: Um, yeah. I th- that, if I, Abraham
0: answers WGC's Finau, might have a chance. Yeah. But he's just—he's showing nothing, is he? Fee now. No, it's, that's it, it's yeah. Simpson think, hasn't been great either, has he? Simpson. I mean, yes, he fired in a lowest round of the day on on Sunday at the uh, at Memphis. But clearly, we're coming into a Wyndham Championship. He kind of finishes second at year in, year out. That might bump him into that top twelve. Don't forget, we—I mean, we're starting the playoffs now. So Northern Trust next week in New Jersey. Then we've got the BMW and then the Tour Championship. So, you know, the season's trucking along quite nicely. If we're looking at the European side, the obvious at the top, uh, Fitzpatrick, Lee Westwood and Shane Lowry um, make up. The, uh, well, we've got Hovland, Casey, Fitzpatrick, Westwood, Lowry from the World Points. Ram Fleetwood, Hatton McElroy. So that's leaving now. Perez, McIntyre, who I'm absolutely positive will get a pick. He's playing the Wyndham this week. Um, Ian Poulter Guido Wiesberger Sergio, yeah, Justin Rose, Perez
1: has been right off the boil. So yeah. you, 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 you'd struggle to see him turning that form around. Polter's been putting some some decent yeah. mileage in, hasn't he? He's been he's been trying his absolute best to get himself into that position. You can see yeah. what his target is.
0: Top but ten, way- top ten in WGCs, second in the Scottish Open, so he's going to get a pick,
2: is the, w- the way he? but- he's talking as well, his words are saying that he's already in, no matter what. Him saying, mm. "I'm trying trying to make life easy for Paddy," yeah. you know, it just seems to me that like he's in either way, and you know, the preferred option is like just get into at the auto- to the automatic spots, and it'll make my life easier.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, he's playing so very, pe- he's playing very good golf. How could yeah. you not have him there? No.
1: There's, there's very little reason or rationale to leave him out I think given his that, history in that tournament
0: with that top 15 finish at the WGC for McIntyre he's now got special temporary membership of the PGA Tour yep yeah, see that. which means that he will get to start next season I believe as a PGA Tour member
1: mm. yeah it's big big for Bob and uh, well deserved, I think. So, uh, so yeah, the next step is for him to push on and uh, and make that count over the next few weeks and get himself guaranteed into that uh, into that Ryder Cup berth as well, which will open plenty of doors for him further down the line as well.
0: I mean, I'm sure that if you out asked Paddy off record, he would be absolutely over the moon if Sergio Garcia went and won the Northern Trust next week and Justin Rose managed to get into the playoffs and won the BMW Championship. You can't quite see that at the moment, can you? No. One of those to me, one of Rose or Garcia, isn't going to make get a captain's pick. Yeah, no, I
1: can see that it's um, neither of them are quite there, are they? You know, of the two, Sergio maybe just about edging it, but um, neither of them are jumping off the page to be to be added to the list, are they?
0: What about the European Tour last week, Paul? Over, yeah, up in, uh, up in Scotland. What did you make of that?
1: yeah no, nothing back for me but, uh, but no grant forrest one he was he was impressive uh, top greens and regulation, second for te- second for strokes going to to green which uh, which is the kind of route that i expected someone to get it done there um, i backed him before forrest is is a scot so he's, he's he's you know he's got the local ties there he had a lot of fa- friends and family come to watch him um, I'd finished fourth at the Irish Open a few weeks before, but nothing since seventy third and missed cuts. So uh, you know the very recent form was a little bit off putting. Um, Eighty to one. If you, you know, some some would have taken a chance on him with, uh, with the tentative bits of uh, you know form and um, local ties coming into it. But uh, but yeah, I, 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 I wasn't really particularly near him. But he he was really good. He, there was there was no reason. You know there's there's lots of like about his game as he as he held it together coming down the stretch so a fair play to him and to those who backed him at eighty to one or thereabouts but yes no back nothing back from from that event from me just uh, just a little bit of Daniel Berger last week to, to keep things just about ticking over.
0: I ended up with a four each way sixty to one on Brandon haggy. I think finished with the second best score on Sunday. Mm, Very was... unlike one of my selections that, and yeah, um,
1: flying round wasn't it?
0: A typical selection for me, Gary Woodland. I went top six each way, better price. He finished seventh. So I think um, who was it? Roger Sloan made a birdie on eighteen to kick him out of a tie. It was only it would have only been a tie place, but Woodland slowly but surely is undoubtedly um, making his way back. Uh, into some re- you know, resemblance of the player that we saw in 2019. Clearly had injury problems, but he's coming back out Gary. So um, that's that's one to take note of, especially as it now looks like that Gary's going to be in the playoffs next week. And he has got a habit of going particularly well around New York. And we've got um, Liberty National next week for the Northern Trust in New Jersey, that course that uh, overlooks Manhattan. So that would be a good start to the playoffs. Takes us into this week's PGO Tour action. Uh, The end of the regular season. It is the Wyndham Championship. Uh, What have we got? It's a good betting heat. Ball sports at 10 places each way. Uh, Bet Fred, Bet Fair, Sportsbook, William Hill, Paddy Power. All at 8 places each way of 50 odds. It's a decent enough field. Um, You've got quite a few names who, at the start of the year, if you'd have said they wouldn't be in the top 125 in the Felix Cup standings, you'd have probably been called a little bit crazy. Simpson heads the market at 12s, as he always does. That, to me, actually, based upon when I looked at his previous form coming into here and how he's playing at the moment, is actually a pretty tight price. He's been 11-1, 12-1 before, coming in a far better form. Uh Matsuama, who seems to be having um he, he's it's fa- <laughs> funny, isn't it, with Matsuama, did very, very little, won the Masters, then did very, very little, and all of a sudden he's now hitting the hikes heights that we know Matsuama can at 14s. Uh Louis Oosthausen at 18s, Mr. Major, close miss. Reed at 22s, Zalatoris, Coke Rag. And Brian Harmon at 28s, jae Im 30 to one, Russell Henley 35 to one, and then we've got Se si Woo Kim, the Bermuda Grass Monster. That is Se si Woo Kim. Um, he's got a Wyndham Championship already in his on his CV. He's at 40 to one with Kevin now at 45s. Tommy Fleetwood, who is outside the top 125 in the FedEx Cup, at 45s. And then the likes of Seamus Power, yes, Seamus Power, Gary Woodland, Adam Scott, Matthew Wolfe, and Robert McIntyre at 50 to 1. Shows you how brilliant Seamus Power has been over the last um, two months to be. Either side of Tommy Fleetwood and Gary Woodland and Adam Scott in this week's betting. Yeah, it does.
1: Although if you look at Raw current form, he deserves to be in that kind of bracket, if not. Oh he does. No, I'm not, I'm not saying
0: that I'm not saying that in a negative way. Yeah. Yeah. Stroke's gained last eight weeks total. So Strokes gained current form. Seamus Power is one. Russell Henley and Hank Lebioda are tied for second. Louis at three uh, Louis at four with Charles Swartzel. And Hideki Matsuama, six. Mm. So, yeah, fully justified, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. How many Guinnesses he's sunk over the last three (laughs) weeks? God only knows. uh...
1: He has had three weeks to recover, so uh, you'd like to think the hangover's cleared by now and he's back ready to to play some golf.
2: He might still be drunk. He,
0: it's mission accomplished. I mean, I'm sure he'd love to push on and get himself as far into these um, FedEx Cup playoffs as he can. Yeah, yeah. And for someone of his ilk in such good nick, yeah, you know, he's he's a good shout. Um, there's some big, big names though this week playing. They, you know, this would never, ever, ever be on their schedule, but they're in deep doo doo. Um, Ricky Fowler's one thirtieth in the FedEx Cup standings. Fleetwood at one thirty-six, Rose at one thirty-eight, and Francesco Molinari at one forty. So, yeah. if they don't do something this week, week if they don't crack the 125, they won't be playing any more PGA Tour golf until September, when the new season starts. Mm. A few weeks off, or
1: maybe a European Tour appearance for one or two of them if they uh, if they miss out.
0: I genuinely think I'm just searching here. I should have had it up ready and raring to go. But um, as you know, I've been running around like a um, proverbial with my child this morning, dropping him off at various uh, various places. But um, I'm just going to run you quickly through the bubble, guys, in the FedEx Cup. Because you do see here, each and every year, somebody... From that one sort of 120 through 130. Someone's going to get right in the mix this week. Because they're trying to save their card. Um Pan at 120, Scott at 121, Armour at 122, Rogers 123, Patrick Rogers has been fighting for top 125 for the last three months. Keeps, keeps churning out top 15s. Kuchar at 124. Bo Hogue at 125. Then we've got the guys outside the bu- bubble. Scott Piercy, he jumped uh, 18 places last week to be 126. Lashley, 127. Thompson, 128. Camille Vigegas, 129. And then Ricky Fowler at 130.
1: Big week for Ricky. <clears throat>
2: Well, I'm sure they'll create like an unlimited sponsors exemption category just for him <laughs> if he does slip out.
0: He's not um, the big names aren't under any pressure in terms of their status for next year. They've all got no, win no. exemptions. Top in Fleetwood's case, top fifty in the world and whatever. But this is purely to get into the playoffs. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got players yeah. like Bo Ho, Scott Pearcey, Camilo Vijagas. You know, they know if they don't get in the top 125, they've got conditional status for next year, and they're probably going to have to play the Corn Ferry Tour playoffs to get full status back. And that's quite a low status. This is where it gets all technical. But anyway, yes. So, you know, it's career changing for some of these guys. I mean, the one I picked out and I'm actually backing him this week is CT Pan. I mean, that's pretty crazy. You look at Pan, seventh at the Masters in November. Third at the Honda Classic, he's just won a bronze medal in the Olympics and he's only five spots away from losing full playing privileges on the PGA Tour. So you'd expect him to be coming into this week absolutely switched on, knowing that he's got to get a decent strong result to make sure that he's got full exemption for next year. His win exemption from the RBC Heritage is over this season. So if he doesn't if he's not top one twenty-five, he's got a sort of bronze medal in his bedside cabinet and he's not you know, he's not got guaranteed status for next year to pick his own schedule. So I am on Pan. Um you look at Pan, he's 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 the sort for me. Um Wyndham Championship, the Sedgefield Country Club, it's a par seventy. for me it's the kind of place that you pick apart. 7,131 yards. It's a par 70, only two par fives. Water in play on six of the 18 holes. It's a Donald Ross design. And we've got lots of other Donald Ross courses that you can look into. Detroit, Detroit Golf Club, the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Of course, East Lake where they played the Tour Championship. Pioneers number two, 2014 US Open. Ricky did well in that. Plainfield, 2011 and 2015, Barclays up in New York or New Jersey, Plainfield. Um, <clears throat> we've also got Aeronomy, where they played the 2010-2011 uh, AT&T National and the 2019 BMW Championship, I think, from memory. 2019 BMW was Justin Thomas. Um, that's got me thinking now, so I need to check that out. But yes, there's plenty of Donald Ross links uh, in terms of courses. Yes, it was JT, one from Patrick Cantlay. Justin Thomas only won at 25 under, so they clearly had that course firm and fiery that week. (laughs) I think I've got that wrong, actually. That was Medina. Anyway, I I don't think it it was. It was a run of England. But yes, so I'm on CT Pan. He just seems to be the kind of player that could pick this golf course apart. And where he's been struggling is the putter. In the last uh, two of his last three outings, he's actually been really positive with the putter. Very good at the Olympics. And he was second here to Branch Snedeker the year he won in 2018. So I'm on C.T. Pound, one of my selections at, I think it was uh, 80-1 to from memory.
1: Yeah, 80-1, to yeah.
0: Paddy Power, eight place each way. So, CT Pan is one of mine. If you look at this golf course, the Wyndham, Bermuda Grass Greens, they are champion Bermuda Grass. So, though they are the same kind of greens as we saw in Memphis last week. So, if you can find decent form at TPC Southwind, that's a good, that's a positive. It's also the same kind of grass that they have at the Country Club of Jackson where they play the Sanderson Farms Championship in the fall every year. That's a tournament which has featured in the past the likes of Cameron Champ, Sebastian Munoz, Sunjay Im, Benny Ann, players of that ilk. Austin Cook, I think, has won that as well in the past. So there's something to look into there in terms of champion Bermuda grass. But yeah, you're going to have to shoot 22 under this week, 21, 22 under. There's absolutely no wind in the forecast whatsoever. It's going to be roasting hot, 35, 36 degrees Celsius. And they're going to water the greens. So it's just nice and soft and receptive. Um, If I look at winning skill sets here over the last few years, let's go strokes gain. So I'm talking Siwoo Kim through Jim Herman. Jim Herman was a 600 to one shot winning this last <laughs> from last year. Strokes going off the t 23rd, which is extremely low for the PGA Tour. This isn't a bomber's golf course. Strokes gained on approach, third. Quite important. Strokes gained around the green 29th. Strokes gained tee to green third and Strokes gained putting fourteen. So, you don't necessarily have to have the hottest of putters, but if you're banging it to three feet, you're not going to get a huge strokes game putting metric anyway, are you? But yeah, approach, play, irons, wedges, um, being aggressive on two par fives that are reachable, and just a hot enough putter. Um, if you're looking from tournaments, uh, you know, traditional stats, driving distance here. I'm going 2012 through 2020, which is when they changed this to ch- champion Bermuda grass. Sergio Garcia won in 2012, by the way. A driving distance in terms of ranking field of those that made the cut, 40th place. How often do you see that on the PGA Tour? So just not important. In fact, potentially negative to be a bomber. Driving accuracy is high though. 16th is the average in the field of the champion since 2012. Greens in regulation ninth, proximity to hole 10th, scrambling 28th and putting average 11th. So yes, hit plenty of fairways, hit plenty of greens and hit the ball as close as you can. It's an iron and putting fest really.
1: Yeah, certainly not your atypical PGA Tour venue with that, uh, that kind of mix of skill stats, skill stats is it? That's where you get different kind of names and different kind of players who tend to pop up here and uh, perform well year in, year out. Kind of the guys you'd see this as a as a target, given their style of play, where other tracks are alienating alienating them. On Patrick Reed won.
0: Patrick Reid won his first PGA Tour event here in thirteen. Mm-hmm. Garcia won in twelve. He was desperate for a captain's pick that year. Camilo Vijaygas won in fourteen. Davis Love the third won in fifteen. I think he was another five hundred to one shot. But I think he'd won here. Don't quote me. I think that that was his third time, potentially. Siwoo Kim in 2016, one of the most famous wins ever, and the one that everyone seems to hark back to on uh, Twitter. Um, Henrik Stenson in 17, Schnedeker in 18, we were on board. JT, the postman, Poston in 2019, and Jim Ehrman at 600 to 1 last year. 600 to 1, 100 to 1, 28 to 1, 14 to 1, 150 to 1. 500 to 1, 125 to 1. Those are the last seven winning prices here. That averages out at 216 to 1. So it seems to be... It's it's feast or famine, isn't it? You had Stenson there at fourteens. Snedeker, I think, was third or fourth favourite when I was on board. We've had Webb Simpson win at 20 to 1 in 2011. Garcia at 40s. And then you're getting 80s, hundreds, hundred and twenty five to ones, and more. So yeah, that's what we're up against this week.
1: Yeah, you'd have done I well base to it. pick Jim Herman out though, wouldn't you, on the back of his uh, the back of his incoming form. But then yeah, that's the one. way he rolls, isn't it? He tends to tends to just pop up James Hahn style from absolutely nowhere and uh, grab the win, and disappear again. <laughs>
0: He'd finished 77th in the PGA Championship the week before. Yeah. yeah it's not exactly
1: screaming at you, is it?
0: Transing. I think Siwoo, Siwoo Kim was popular when he won at 125s because I think he'd finished second at the Barber Soul, and he'd also finished strokes, going tee to green number one the week before at the Travellers, but putted terribly. So there was a lot of educated individuals on him. Um, but yeah, what the, the one pattern I did see when you look at, forget about Jim Herman, I, there's no pattern for 600 to 1. But when you look at Post and Sneds, Stenson and Siwoo Kim, they had, within the last few outings, had a decent performance where their strokes gained approach had been very strong. And that's kind of the pattern I'm looking at. Motivation. I mean, with the best will in the world, I'm struggling to pick Tommy Fleetwood at the moment. He's just not playing very well. No. No. He seems to have had so much trouble off the tee this year. His driving has been absolutely abysmal.
1: Yeah, and you can see that if you you know eyeballing any of his rounds, is you know, there's some really wild shots in there, and um, he hasn't quite worked it out. As he? he hasn't quite worked out what it is that's causing it and how to how to resolve it. Which for a guy with a such a strong long game as Tommy, when he's on his game, um, it's, it's a bit flummoxing really for for him and for. For his supporters, I'm I'm sure he'll work it out. I'm sure he will eventually work it out. But right now, um you, you can't really trust him, and that's re- reflected in his price. Because you know, not not so long ago, he was habitually down in that kind of twenty to one bracket, wasn't he? And like or him. even shorter, yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, it, especially uh, European team. Yeah, and you know, virtually unbackable. But you, you knew damn well he was going to come and going to going to be in the uh, in the vicinity. But uh, it's just. Not quite there. Something technically not quite there
0: right now. I'm just checking through. Strokes gained approach. It's so important here. Let me take you through the top 12 of the last eight weeks across European Tour and PGA Tour. These also also include the Olympics. I grabbed the Olympic data. 12 is Louis Oosthausen. 11, Carl Stanley. 10, Zach Johnson. 9, Luke List. 8, Taylor Gooch. Seven, our friend, Evie, Six, Cam, Percy. Five, Johnny Vegas. Four, Seamus Power. Three, Hideki. Two, Russell Henley. And number one, if Michael Gellerman could putt, he'd be absolutely dangerous. <laughs> he's the best approach player on the PGA Tour and European Tour over the last eight weeks, Michael Gellerman, in this field. And I don't think he's had a top, top 10 finish.
1: Is it just putting like uh, Justin Thomas.
0: Well, the rest of his game must be. anyway. <laughs> so, I don't know. I have gone for the following. I've gone fairly deep on price. I mean, I don't know. if you were to ask me, I'd, I'd struggle this week with a fade. Fade of the week. It's got to be said. You can't. Can you? Can you fade Webb Simpson here?
1: I don't know. That that final round last week was just a, a big warning sign for everyone as he comes to a track where he just is he's, he's mm. in the mix every single time he turns up, isn't he? He's,
0: yeah. And he desperately, desperately, desperately needs a win to get a yeah. get into that top nine, ten in Ryder Cup qualification.
1: Yeah, if, if if it was a horse race and you were looking at the incoming form of a twelve to one shot and it was just a string of twos and threes you know, the odd win going back historically, you'd, you'd be hard-pressed not to back back him each way and just accept that it may be a second or a third-place finish and be done with it, and particularly with a you know a, a, a strong indication of some impending form at the back end of last week. But as you said, it's it's a skinny price, isn't it? I don't... I'm in two minds myself whether just uh, just just to be done with it and, uh, and and stick a few few beans on on Simpson each way and and, and accept a, you know a potentially a small return if he places and uh, you know a bigger one if he does actually uh, does actually win
0: I did toy with the idea of going win only on Simpson and just being done with it 20, uh, 2017 he placed 25 to 1 mm. 2018 he placed 12 to 1 2019 he placed at eleven to one, and last year he placed at eleven to one. Yeah. And then this this year he's in worse nick, but he's twelve to one. But yes, but he he did come off the best score of the Sunday at the FedEx yep. uh, St Jude the other one, last week.
1: Yeah, and it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise anyone, I don't think, to see him finish second or third again. And you get a, get a skinny return out of a twelve to one shot each for their own, I guess. I, I haven't backed him yet, but it's a it's a, it's a thought that's I'm toying with at the moment.
0: I don't really know why Matsuama's playing. I don't really know why Louis Oosthausen's playing, but they are. I mean, Louis would love to win an event in the P in in America. <laughs> that, that must still be one of those things that kills him being asked about it virtually every week. Patrick Weed reads that twenty-two to one price that he seems to be in one of these weaker events. But you know, those those names I don't really see what the motivation is this week for them to for, for Matsuama or Oosthausen to win. Really. Reed Reed could do with a win, but then he's going to an event next week, which is probably more up his street, especially as he's kind of defending champion there. Zalatoris, can you see him making finishing top 12 strokes game putting?
1: Well, I don't know, he was ninth for strokes game putting last week. That was a bit of an eye opener for if Zalatoris. You didn't have Wim one Zalatoris. of those
0: missed putts from two feet that he seems to <laughs> have.
1: Well, I'm not, sure. not saying there was none of those in there, but uh, in general, yeah, he gained nearly four strokes on the greens at uh, St. Jude on, on comparable putting surface, so.
0: I've gone deep, I've gone deeper anyway. Kevin Kisner, one and a half points each way, fifty to one with Betfred. Eight places each way. He's just a Bermuda grass destination selection for me. Great record here. Great Donald Ross design record. Um, he's a three-time win on the PGA Tour. Two of those on Bermuda grass greens. The other one was at Colonial, which is Bermuda grass set up all the way up to the greens, which are bent. Um, fifth at the Travelers. Where he ranked third for strokes gained putting and eighth at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, where he ranked eleventh for strokes gained on approach. I know his last two outings have been garbage, but then one was the British Open Open Championship, and one was a WGC. So where Simpson was finishing the week, you know, with the best score of of, the, of Sunday, I think K.K.'s and Seebu Kim's were the worst, but. Kisner doesn't play, you know, he's no Matt Kucha. It builds up and 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 eventually wins. Kisner just fires on a course that he likes. So I'm on Kisner, 50 to 1 with Bet Fred. Um, next up, I've gone for a guy that's in great, great nick, Sebastian Munoz. He is a winner on the PGA Tour. His win came at the Country Club of Jackson on those champion Bermuda Grass Green surfaces. And you've got to say, this guy's playing some outstanding stuff at the moment. Didn't make the playoff for the bronze medal at the Olympics. He has had a week off since then, so shouldn't be bothered in terms of the travel. That win at Jackson came at 18 under, which is a kind of score where you might need to be this week. And third at Colonial, fourth at Deer Run, and third across the seventy-two holes at the Olympics. A part you know, part of those three results in his last eight outings. From a strokes game perspective, he, that equated to at the Olympics first for approach and th- uh, sorry first for approach and thirteenth for tee to green at the John Deere Classic, and then he was fourteenth for approach and eleventh for tee to green at the Olympics two weeks ago. So, so Sebastian Munoz, so I'm on him fifty to one eight place each way with Coral, and then I've gone for the postman J T Poston, not Ian Poulter. Poston is the guy who a few outings ago was comfortably in control of the Barbasol, hit the ball out of bounds by about two millimetres and then lost in the playoff to Seamus Power. So he's clearly playing some great stuff. Um, We've got a whole list of players here like Sandy Lyle, Davis Love, Branch Nettica going back who have won this tournament multiple times. And I wouldn't be surprised. The thing that grabbed me with Poston, he was top six, I think it was, in the predictor model this week. Yep. Which for a guy of his quality, a guy of his world ranking in a field like this, clearly shows you that he's i a playing great stuff, and B, statistically very well suited to this course. And, of course, he won here in 2019. So Poston, I think, is in great nick. So I'm on JT. I already mentioned CT Pan. I've also got, it's not very often I put this guy up, but I know that you keep a close eye on him, Ryan Armour, Paul. Yep. 80-1, to one, eight place each way with Paddy Powell on Armour, who again, 122nd in the FedEx standings. We mentioned him earlier. Clearly needs to keep his foot to the boards to keep his full playing status for next year. And recently he's finished 8th at Congaree, 5th Congaree. at Keen Trace, the Barber Salt, and 6th at TPC Twin Cities. Yeah, he so he's, he's in very, very good nick.
1: Yeah, and the track track suits doesn't it? His style of play, it's it's a good fit. Ryan Armour to uh, to Sedgefield.
0: I mean, posting him, great putters. I think you. I think eventually to win this, you've got to be a strong putter on Bermuda grass. Um, fourth, eighth, twenty second, and twenty fifth here across his last four visits, and he has been hitting the ball. Very, very nicely with his approaches. I mean, you, he's a 280-yard driver of the golf ball, so his eyes must light up when he arrives at the at Sedgefield because this is a golf course where he can actually compete. Um, you know, he's not too fast. The fact that he's 40 or 45 yards behind most people standing on the fairway, the final chance that I've gone for 250 to one, eight places each way, 50 odds with Paddy Power. He's actually coming in here, 129th in the FedEx Cup standings, and that's despite five consecutive made cuts. Three of his four PJ Tour wins have come on Bermuda Grass. Two of those have come on Donald Ross designs, including this one. And even this season, his best form has come on Bermuda Grass, fifth, uh, sorry, sixth at Sea Island, the RSM Classic, eighth at PJ National, the Honda Classic, and eleventh at the Val at Copperhead. Um, has played well historically on Donald Ross designs. So be that Plainfield, be that East Lake, where he's actually won in the past, and of course here at Sedgefield, he is a former winner. Cameo Vajgas, two hundred and fifty to one, eight place each way with Paddy
1: Powell. Oh, on
0: Spider Man, so, yes, he's
1: another one um, to watch for the first round leader market as well. Um, for the yeah. he, he pops up much more regularly than um, than average, and at uh, that kind of price, I, li- I like the rationale with him too. Um, and yes, when the full first round leader markets come up keep an eye out for his tea time and his price because that could be a juicy one as well.
2: I've backed him first round leader. Can't resist. What did you get first round leader? I've uh, been eight hundred to one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Uh, uh, Would it be a fantastic story? I got him at 150
0: yeah, that sounds
2: yeah, right, about yeah. right. Yeah, about
0: right. From a major medical extension situation, if he could actually land a top 125 spot, and he absolutely flies around this golf course. So Vijaygas, Armour, Pan, JT Poston, Sebastian Munoz and Kevin Kisner. Those are my six to avoid this week at the Wyndham Championship.
2: <laughs>
0: Who are you throwing at it, boys? Go on, Barry, go.
2: I have to back Kisner, so whatever. We'll yeah, just move on. Betting. Move on from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's short. Are yeah, you? Yeah. Are
0: you? I'm going to ask you the obvious.
2: Are you auto betting Siwoo Kim? No. Okay. At forty to one. I mean, look. Do you know what? The only thing you might laugh and just think, oh, maybe he'll do first round leader because the round on Sunday was so disastrous with the thirteen. But like, I don't know. No, it's. I think the love sure. affair was. I think the love affair with Siwu just like died when kadaira well, he murdered himself in front of Kadira in Hilton Head. Um. So, no, moving on from Siwu. Yeah, too short. For, I, look, I'm not not to get price pride or anything like that, but I just I don't fancy him at 40 to 1.
0: So. You'd fancy him at 40 to 1 if he was coming off a, a string of results. Like it, when he won at the start of the year. He'd been playing brilliantly for a period of time and his tee to green game was bang on. And he yeah. t- he turned up at a Bermuda golf course and he absolutely mullered it. He's not playing anywhere near that way at the moment. So yeah, that 40 to 1 doesn't correspond to his current form, does it? No,
2: no. It's all based on his uh, t- his tournament form here. So um, uh, he might pop up first round leader. You never know. But I just the game's just not in solid enough shape to keep him going through four rounds, at least from what we can see at the moment. So... Just out of interest, Barry, what Mm -hmm. kind of player are you physically looking for here at Wyndham? Do you follow my
0: kind of line of inquiry, or have you got a different approach to it in terms of player shape? I mean, like body type. (laughs) Well, you know, ball (laughs) striker (laughs) that can't putt, or putter that can't hit the ball close. Or, you know, what's the mix that you're looking
2: for? What kind of
0: skills are you looking for?
2: I think this is one of those weeks that the shorter hitters will be particularly targeting. Um And so Kevin, the, Kevin Narwick? maybe maybe um I'm trying to think back there was one earlier this season on a short course um I think Bryson was involved as well. I need to go do my research in the background here um but it was just it lined up for the short the short hitters it was definitely a target event for them mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll search that in the background so um I liked the Ryan armor shout. I took that um. I can't see anything wrong with that other than the fact that you're on him, Steve. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm not.
0: T- I'm not disagreeing. Bro. He's a hundred ten <laughs> to one with Bet Three Six Five. By the way, I, mean, I took what- eighty to one because all of the all of the um, all of the eight place each way guys were the best I could get was eighty to one on him. Yeah, so. it was. It was the uh,
2: the Bermuda I Championship. To, I think
0: there's a hundred to one there with Skybet if you fancy that. But eight places.
2: But yes, yeah, I think Arm is a decent shout. It was uh, it was the Bermuda Championship that Brian Gay popped up and won. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why I kind of have this, you know, along with like um, the RBC Heritage. Just those courses, the shorter guys feel or the shorter hitters feel. I, I genuinely, I'm on a levelish playing field this week. You know, I'm not mm. suffering from my lack of distance off the tee, and so there'll there'll be a bit of extra focus in there. So that's yeah, that's sort of how I'd approach it. Um, I'm with you on the. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why a couple of the big names are here. Maybe there's some sponsors things. Maybe they want to get another event tuning up for the playoffs. Um, hard to know, but certainly not not interested in the guys at the top of the market. Although, you know, you're not going to be surprised to see Louis up there again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Sh- Sh- gets some of my money because, well, he deserves it, so it's just yeah, the, the bets just they're-, they're on, you know, he's playing, he- they're on, so um, he owes me nothing now, yeah. And a 50 to one, you can take a
1: chance, can't
2: you? Yeah, I mean, what's to say, like, the guy's playing amazing golf, I mean, he might have a Guinness belly on him now, um. <laughs> that take, it'll take a few weeks to work off, but other than that, not be wouldn't like it. Wouldn't be a surprise to see him up there this week.
1: No, no, not all.
0: So. I think it's one of those
2: strange courses. Really,
0: you, you can get pure ball strikers like a Benny Ann who can't putt contending, but they, they'll get you each way money back. But ultimately, apart from Jim Herman, saying that Jim Herman actually had. I think he was top 55 strokes game putting uh, last season when he won this. I just think you've got to have someone that's actually got the ability to make a few putts at the end of the day that wins this. Yeah, Ryan, Moore's in ter- Ryan Moore's in terrible, terrible trouble outside the top 125. He's placed around here, but you just know with Ryan Moore, he, he'll never make enough putts to actually win the damn thing.
1: No, no. I mean, I've I backed one, and you mentioned him a few minutes ago, Um which kind of falls into that bracket, and that's that is Kevin Nair, you just mentioned. Mm.
0: You're um, consistent on him, but it it will get rewarded at some point. He, he played yeah. well at the, was it the JDC top five a few weeks ago. He was second at the John Deere Classic,
1: yeah. John Deere Classic, yeah.
0: forty to one this week
1: with eight places, and that, that for me is kind of back at that backable level for Kevin and um, The track mm. suits him. We, you know, this this is the kind of track that he absolutely targets. It's one that doesn't alienate the shorter hitters, one that can appeal to players like him who can get quite streaky with a putter.
2: Yeah. The 23rd last
1: week at St. Jude doesn't really stick out, except that was a personal best. He's played um, at Southwind four or five times and that was his best by by quite a distance. So um, he, he's, he's, I think he's playing some under-the-radar decent stuff, combined particularly with that second at the John Deere Classic, of course. And similar scoring here to the Sony Open. I think you mentioned that in your preview and that was the one yeah. that he won back in January. Course form 18th, 10th, and 4th over the last three times that he's played here. The last two times he was second going into the second and third round respectively. So he's had chances to win both of those times. Um, hasn't played this since 2017, but he's added it back in this year. And that I think that shows a level of intent. I think it's you know he's been quite vocal about the way that he picks and chooses the events that he Either peaks for or he wants to play. And by adding this back into his schedule, I think that shows that this is one that Kevin Nahar sees as a, a potential win, a potential trophy for him. So 40 to 1, 8 places. Yeah, I'm in on that. No reason not to back that, I don't think. But that's the only other one i bet. back. I said I'm toying with a reasonable bet on Webb Simpson, but he's not my most favourite player, and I am struggling to pull the button and to press the button at the moment but uh,
0: oh, if I'd have backed him think. at 12-1 to 1, Barry would have been lecturing me because he, he <laughs> used despise Webb Simpson don't you Barry he's, not, he's a... not one of your favourite tell you, one I did no. look at and didn't pull the trigger on Henrik Norlander very good on Bermuda grass been playing some nice stuff under the radar some decent approach I backed him here last year he came I think he was mid-40s uh, in, in terms of his finishing position but Norlander he, could, uh, he he was the last one off my list, so I expect him to go extremely well. <laughs> mm. I think that's just about us for the Wyndham, then, isn't it? Should we, should we move on? Unless you've got anything else to add. No, no. Let's uh, let's let's do the should we talk kazoo. Kaz- should we talk
1: kazoo kazoo classic? The kazoo classic. They're throwing some money about,
0: aren't they? Kazoo. This uh, secondhand car market. Use, there's, there's clearly money in used cars.
1: Second, second-hand car market over here in the UK has gone bananas, hasn't it? So uh, Kazoo, uh, the, the and market Cinch? manager at
0: Kazoo, Cinch and Kazoo. <laughs> yeah, that that was the uh,
1: that, that was the market to be in by the looks of it when uh, when this pandemic hit. But so, yeah, so Kazoo Classic, essentially, it's the rebirth of the English Open, apparently. So that used to run up until about two thousand and two, although it was never hosted here. At this week's venue, which is the London Golf Club in um, Ashin, Kent. Uh, if you're looking for some course form, the European Open was hosted here in this track um, back in 2008 and 2009. So there is a little bit of course form to review um, on the website this week. Albeit that was over a decade ago, that they, uh, the last time they played here on this particular track. Uh, reasonable enough feel, Bernd Wiesberger is the favourite, he's been backed in from 18s now, down to 14-1 to, to win this week. Andy Sullivan, 22-1. Uh, Masahiro Kawamura, 25-1, he's been playing some really tidy stuff Kawamura lately. Uh, Richard Bland, 28-1. John Catlin, 33s. Uh, Mick O'Cahonan, 33, same price for Victor Perez, Vincent Norman, Jordan Smith, Callum Hill, are those guys 33 to 1, 35 to 1 bar those uh, 10 or so players that I've just read through. Uh, the two tracks here at the London Golf Club in Kent, the international, which hosted the 2014 Volvo World Match Play. Um, and also some of the Open Championship qualifiers in recent years. We're playing the Heritage, which is next door, which is the one we're playing this week, and that was the one, as I just mentioned, that hosted the European Open back in two thousand eight, two thousand and nine. It's a seven thousand three hundred twenty-seven yard par seventy-two, pretty standard affair in that respect. Four par fives, uh, USGA standard bent grass based greens, exposed track, but it's parkland in style. Um, Built at 500 feet of elevation, so it's on a hill, so it's quite susceptible to the wind when the wind blows. Fescue-lined fairways, um, it does give it a little bit of a linksy feel uh, or look in places, but um, it's in style generally. Uh, Four lakes that will gobble up any of your stray tee shots. The rough isn't any picnic either, it's um, it's particularly thick if you go into this long fescue uh, rough. Um, although the fairways are quite generous, so um, if if you're playing reasonably well off the tee, you're fine. And um, you just don't want to be too wild; otherwise, you're going to be searching for your ball in this fescue or uh, or dropping it after finding some of the water. Um weather coming in, it's been soggy recently here in southern England, as you and I know very well, Steve. But um, holiday it's, period, yeah, yeah, yes, it's, it's, it's the rain every day. Yeah. As soon as the kids break up for school, it just starts raining and it uh, tends to persist yeah. all the way through six weeks and then get to September get nice weather. <laughs> and the sun oh. comes out. But actually, um, it, the sun's out right now, Tuesday morning over here, and this is the way it's going to stay for the, the duration of the event. It's going to be drying up. Uh, there's going to be sunny spells, light winds, uh, mid-70s Fahrenheit. Uh, don't put that factor 50 away just yet, Steve, after your holiday. You might need it this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so it's actually going to be reasonably. I think for spectators and for players, it's going to it's going to really showcase the track, and it's going to look and feel really nice over there this week. So um, some, some decent weather, some decent scoring, I expect. Uh, going back to the two events, two thousand and eight, Ross Fisher won here, seven shot win at twenty under par. The following year, Christian Sebert won at seven under, so two wildly different scores 20 under 7 under it was windy both times and um, the only real difference was that it was wet underfoot in 2009 which made it play much longer uh, and the rough was more penal so any of the guys who were drifting out into the rough um, really struggled and um, it, it was it was a longer track in the respect of the underfoot conditions and um, Saying that, Sever was 67 for driving distance, so it didn't exactly suit the Bombers all round. Fisher was first for driving distance the year before, so there are different ways that you can navigate and successfully get around this track. Uh, for me, just digging the bones out of two uh, events from what 12, 12 years or so ago, um, you need to be hitting as many greens as possible and just, just putt well on the week. If you look at the other players underneath um, Ross Fisher, Sergio Garcia was second. Graham McDowell was third. David Frost, Soren Hansen also placed. And um, for me, that kind of screams. If you're looking at an event where you've got Ross Fisher first, Sergio Garcia second, that's screaming greens and regulation, ball striking over putting generally. Um, and well, I mean Fisher was uh, seven seven shots clear of the field. But uh, when the conditions are reasonable, then that track is quite quite scoreable by the looks of it. Uh, par 5 scoring looks key as well Severe was 7 under for the par 5s and 7 under in total so all of his scoring came on the par 5s Fisher was 12 under for the par 5s from his 20 under total Uh, even more stark for the guys who were just underneath him the top 5 in total were an aggregate 62 under par for the par 5s that year so averaging just over 12 under and of course Fisher as I just mentioned 1 by 7 so 13 under was the next best score so you're essentially making all of your score, all of your, your total on the par fives this week. Um, and for me, given the, given the forecast conditions, I think it's more likely to play closer to the Ross Fisher uh, style uh, winning winning total. Maybe maybe not such a runaway winner this year, but maybe somewhere in, in that kind of between the 13 and 20, so sort of kind of mid-teens under par. Um, with relatively light winds and a, a drying track, but I think it will still be relatively receptive. The grass and the ground here is still quite uh, quite damp outside, so um, I think it's still going to be quite receptive on the greens there. So yeah, boiling it down. Strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained total, uh, strokes gained tee to green, total driving. I think a bit a bit of length with the uh, with, with the fairways, not having a great deal of run on them to begin with, at least, uh, would help keeping it in the fairways, attacking these par fives maximising Greens and regulation. I think those could be the, the keys, really, to unlocking this week's test. Uh, but that's all we've really got to go on, because we've only got these two events from 2008-2009 from as an indicator. Um, I, I, I toyed with quite a few, but in the end, I've backed four. Um, Vince and Norman, I've backed at the top. I, if you push me at the very top of the market, then I, I would favour the favourite Bernd Wiesberger over the likes of Andy Sullivan. and uh, Even Karimura, who's been playing some good stuff, as I said, but um, I couldn't quite have him at that price. I've I've taken a chance on Norman, who's uh, uh, really shown himself to be one of these emerging talents on the European Tour over the last few weeks. He only turned pro in June. Um, He was fifth on his pro debut in Germany the week after turning pro. He made an albatross, you remember, on the par four that week. In terms of stats, first for strokes gained off the tee, first for strokes gained tee to green that week. I mean, that's when I sat up and took notice of uh, of this player as being someone to potentially uh, be including further down the line. Uh, 61st the week after in Ireland, um, got his star courtesy of his top 10, didn't really capitalise, and that, although his strokes gained off the tee, was still decent. 10th at Celtic Manor. Uh, on his next start and that was despite taking a 10 on the par 5 closing hole on the Saturday he would have been far far closer had he not, uh, not uh, got a what's, what's that? a what's more than a, a, a five five time bogey Got can't even think of the word of it but you know what
2: quintuple saying.
1: quintuple bogey yeah that's so why you guys kind of pay word. me the big bucks <laughs> not the kind of number or word you want to be hearing when you're on the golf course anyway um, 11th last time out at the uh, Galgorm Castle, Northern Ireland. Um, he's playing some decent stuff. He's here again on an invite, and the, the sponsors have been quick to latch on to his potential and uh, want him here again quite rightly as so, I think. Uh, and I think he can hit the ground running a track that's um, you know, only a few of the players here. There's only about 30 of the players in the field out of 145 who've got competitive experience on this track. Ross Fisher, when he played here the first time in um, 2008, he didn't play a practice round. He played the course blind, effectively, on the Thursday and came out and shot 63 to lead. Um, it's one of those tracks, I think, that players can quickly get to grips with. And I don't think it will alienate the players who have got less experience and have, uh, have not been playing um, as long on the European tour. So quite happy to take a chance on Vincent Norman at 33-1 to one this week as a result. Also taking a chance on Chase Hanna at 50-1. to one. And, and another one of these emerging talents. Another one of these um, off the production line of young American players who are playing their trade over here in the uh, well, the Challenge Tour and then in the European Tour when they get a chance. And actually, he's, he's tried a few of the tours over the years. He's um, 27, so he's been around a, a short period of time. Um, he's, he's tried the Latino-American Tour, the Corn Ferry Tour... Um, the Challenge Tour, a couple of starts on the Sunshine Tour as well. But um, it's only in the last few weeks and months that he's really stepped up a level. Um, and actually, he's recorded seven of his best eight OWGI yielding finishes of his career since May of this year. He's been top seven in seven of his last 12 starts globally. And he re- arrives here off of consecutive sixth place finishes at both Celtic Manor and Fairmont last week. First for Strokes going approach and Strokes going tee to green last week. That really did catch my eye at Fairmont St Andrews. 12 under for the par fives as well. Um, which, again, going back to what I said in the preamble, um, could be a really important factor this week. So, um, not a name that's overly familiar with many um, punters, but uh, Chase Hannah at 50 to 1, I think, could go really well this week. Um, there were a few others that I came close to back in Hugo Leon. Um, I, I penciled in for this, but um, as I was about to pull the trigger, he disappeared off of the uh, entry list. Now I see he's still being quoted by a few of the bookies, so it's either a European Tour error and he is actually playing, or he just hasn't uh, hasn't disappeared off the bookies list yet. So I'll be sorely disappointed if Hugo Leon goes and uh, wins this week because he would definitely have been in the team. Um, but I've finished with a couple of longer shots. Bryce Easton at 150 to one off backs He's a three-time European Tour, uh, sorry, Sunshine Tour winner, the South African. Um, and generally an accurate type. Um, it's really the putter that sparked recently. Uh, and that's produced some of his best results over on the European Tour. He finished eighth at the Kazoo Open at Celtic Manor. Tenth last week at St Andrews as well. And it's generally just one round that's letting him down. But I think he could go closer, particularly if he can string four rounds together. Uh, 24th on the tour for the par 5 scoring stat for the year today looks ideal as well and uh, with a player who's good from tee to green who's found that little bit of spark with a putter I think that could be a good combination for a 150 to 1 shot this week and finally I've taken a chance on the enigmatic Spaniard Alvaro Quiros, who I backed yesterday at 200 to 1. He's been backed in a little bit since, so it's around about 150s, 175s, but uh, I still think that's a cracking price for a player who's got seven European Tour wins over the years. Um, I mean, he's been more missed than hit recently, hasn't he? You he can't, uh, can't really call him with any confidence, but uh, if you look back at his last win, that was in Sicily in 2017. That came off of one simple flash of form. He finished 22nd the week before in Portugal. He closed with a 65. It uh, signalled a little bit of impending form, and then won the following week at some mad price. Um, similar this year, you know, he's made far more cut, missed far more cuts than he'd made. Um, 16th last week, though, over in Scotland, he closed with a sixty six. 28 birdies he made last week over in Scotland and that was second in the field only grant Forrest uh, beat him the, the eventual winner he was seventh for strokes going approach last week as well and he had his best putting performance for two years on the uh, on the greens up in uh, up in St Andrews last week at the price of offer I couldn't see any reason to miss him out he finished second here in 2009 and got some course form one of the, one of the very few players here other than ross Fisher he's got some really tangible course form. Um, and, and and showed some sh- good enough form last week to, to give him a give him a chance. So yeah, I'll stick him in. Alvaro Kieros two hundred to one. Bryce Easton 150s is then Chase Hanna, fifty to one, and top of the shop for me was Vincent Norman at thirty three to one. Any fancies from either of you guys?
2: I'm with you on Alvaro. I'm all. I'm in. I love it. The yeah. thing is. If he could just play up in Scotland, he'd be fine. He'd be like top 50 in the European Tour. He just loves it up there. So hopefully, you know, it just down in London is close enough or in Kent is close enough to Scotland to keep him going.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it's the style of track, Barry, because I think he
2: yeah, performs I think
1: better is. on the um, either coastal or exposed style tracks. And if you look yeah, at his wins, yeah, three yeah. of his wins in um, in the desert, uh, he won at Sicily, as I said, as I said before, which is coastal, uh, one at Villamora as well, which is another coastal exposed track. So I think this style of uh, exposed layout should uh, should appeal to his game. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I- it
2: needs that expansive kind of visuals or something like that. seems to work mm. for him.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, do you know what? Just looking at this, I was just trying to think what other courses this might remind me of. And it's, it's maybe not a perfect one at all. But um, just the inland with the fescue made me think of the Montgomery course in Carton House. So I yeah, had a, I I had a dip back to the 2013 Irish Open leaderboard and Alvaro was there in and in around the top 10. So, like um, yeah, like yes. there you go. Like, I loved that little one. And mm. another one who's playing this week, um, this is an even longer shot, but um, Robert Rock, he was up there in that leaderboard. He's played this one before, this course before. So, look, it's it's an absolute Hail Mary, but... Um. Yeah. <laughs> didn't well, he he's, in the it, it wasn't there something in the Aber a tournament there not too long ago. He was going fine for a while, and then just it all fell apart from.
1: Yeah, he he has over the last two or three years. Every now and again, um, a bit Kiros kind of style. Really, he's just from almost nowhere popped up and either placed or he's been really prominent for two or three rounds, and then just not quite finished the job off. You know, he, he puts far more into his coaching nowadays, doesn't he, Robert? Rock, than mm-hmm. playing, but um, there's there's still enough there to suggest that you know, on occasion, he could uh, he he could come good. So, no, I can see your logic. And uh, what, what what price did you get for Rock? That must have been two fifties plus, wasn't
2: it? No, uh, it was three thousand and forty to one. <laughs> it's um, it was it was about two fifties, I think. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot. No, Actually, sorry. That. Yeah, yeah. I took him with the extra places. So look, it, it's more. It's more just a, a fondness bet than anything else because I like the guy, um, and he's just got the most perfect hair on tour as well. So you know, there's like he's yeah, got that going from two. Yeah, that that was it. That was my angle. Kind of just had a look back at uh, Carton House and grabbed a couple from there, and I'm happy with two long shots and leave it at that for this because I, I'm, I'm finding it very difficult to kind of figure out the European tour and picks on it um this year in particular. So, go with a couple yeah. of long shots and other than that, just watch it.
1: Yeah, no, no, I, I, I can see where you're coming from. Anything catch your eye, Steph? I know you've had your head uh, deep in the uh, the PGA, PGA Tour event.
0: We have a regular follower on the Facebook group, don't we, and on Twitter, Neil Fay, and I mm-hmm. believe he's a member here or plays here a lot.
1: Yeah. yeah, he played
0: recently, yeah. yeah he sent me some and his, his name was Miko O'Kohonen.
1: Hmm.
0: Yep. And if you look at Cahonan, third at the British Masters in May, seventh at the European Open in June, and third last week at the Kazoo Open. Not playing bad stuff, is he? And no. you said you said at the top, ball striking over kind of short game. And Cahonan's just a G.I.R. monster when he's on it, isn't mm. he? First for strokes gained approach last week. Yeah. So, yeah, Miko Cahonan, I think. The other thing I will say is, if you're thinking European um, qualification for the Ryder Cup, Um, Bernd Wiesberger only has one route in and that clearly is European Tour he can't play in the States I think he's actually got a reasonable shout of getting in the team now we can all debate whether he will or won't but you know with Garcia not showing a lot um, Rose struggling we know that Poulter's going to get a pick and probably McIntyre Perez is struggling there's a spot up for grabs there and you look at the current rankings: Polter, Guido, Burnt Wiesberger, Garcia Rose. So if, if Wiesberger's going to make a statement and get in there, he's got this run of European Tour events coming up. Yeah, and the, this, do- this do- a, the door's ajar. Uh, well, this would be a good start, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, I think the door is, you know, sitting there a little bit ajar. And if he can mm-hmm. put that run together over the next. Uh, Four weeks. What's he got up until the BMW PGA Championship at Wentworth
0: to to put? Well, it's clarifying actually. I've just been looking into it while you've been talking. The Ryder Cup qualification. um, The Americans confirm Stricker confirms his six after the Tour Championship. Yeah. And Harrington confirms his picks after the BMW PGA at Wentworth. Yeah. In September. Is it September or yeah? It is First yeah. Week September, September yeah? Uh, the yeah. second week. Yeah, September the twelfth,
1: yeah. and it's a huge in terms of uh, points. It's huge because it's a Rolex Series event, so it's the last qualifying event as well. And of course, oh, yeah. uh, Harrington's making his picks. So. The
0: quality field. Um, it should so, be so. Yeah. So Viesberger has Kazoo. I think he's got the D and D real and Czech Republic. There's a decent field down in the Italian Open, and then he's got Wentworth. So. You know, the, the door is ajar. Whether whether he's got the, um, the the game and the the mental side to to actually break through and get into the team, not sure. But yeah, I th- I think he's going to be one to watch. Terrible. Yeah, he's clearly the best player in this field. So yeah, but Cajonan, yes, for me,
1: excellent stuff.
0: Just going off Neil Fay's uh, Neil. Yeah,
1: Faze no, yeah. No, so Neil was kind enough to send us some pictures through when he played it recently, and um, and uh, mm. yeah, he, he fancies a bit of Miko this week, and uh, yeah, good luck to him.
0: I think that's us, then, gents, isn't it? It's nice to it's nice to have been back in the
2: saddle after a few weeks off. Yes. Yes. As he yawns, <laughs> yeah. he's all tuckered out. Poor Paul, an hour and hour in a that's podcast. Just, that's and... just the listeners, that's, yeah. that's the listeners yawning. And
0: Paul's <laughs> joining in. Um, I don't know what I don't know what we'll, we'll we'll we might come up with some podcasts over the next few weeks. We'll see how it goes. But um, it was a pleasure doing this one. Um, thanks for your time, gentlemen. I hope your bets go well.
1: Yeah, best luck, guys.
0: Good luck, everybody. And uh, to the listeners, we would love your five-star reviews. We've got a few left in the bank, but please keep them coming. Um, some from the United States, Ireland would be fantastic. Even Australia, if you're listening down there. Please give us a five-star review and uh, we'll read it out in the next few weeks. Thanks for your time and I hope your bets go well. Goodbye. If you like betting on golf But everyone that your back misses the cut Get some experts involved with all the stats and the tips and so much more cuz it's the golf betting system
2: the golf
0: betting system is the go-